Come gather round the campfire and hear our ghostly tales of chilling terrors, darkest woes, and anything that goes bump in the night. So cuddle up with your best friend or dare it alone. The darkness is closing in and spirits are calling your name. This is Fireside Phantoms. Here we go. Carol, hi. Hi. It's another edition of Tarot Talk and Astro Update. I know the summer's just flying by. It sure is. What do you have for us? It really is going fast. Well, so today, I've had a lot of people ask me this question and I thought I would talk about it a little bit because it is, uh, especially for people who are just starting to learn the tarot, everybody wants to know, can you really read tarot for yourself? Oh, yeah. And I don't know how I feel about it. But I'll go ahead and read through what I've written up here, and then we can talk about it. That would be great. Does that sound good? Yeah. Okay. Um, So it's not uncommon to read tarot cards for yourself, especially when you're first learning. Many professional tarot readers have developed a skill set around self-readings and know what works for them to get accurate results. Some professional readers advise against reading for yourself, period, citing many pitfalls that can result, such as the inability to be objective having too much emotion around the question, re-asking the same question over and over again, or pulling too many clarifying cards to get the answer you really want. <laughs> oh, yes. Not just accepting the answer that is given. Oh, yes. Yeah. shuffle. Yes. Without objectivity, it is hard to discern what message the cards are truly trying to impart. That's been my problem. Oh, yes. I know. I have a very difficult time being impartial when I'm reading for myself. Me so too. I think it's always better to go to somebody else. I think that's hard, too, in reading for somebody that's very close to you. Yeah. Being impartial. Um, I, I, can, there's, I have two schools of thought about that. Um, sometimes I can read for someone and go, oh, I know exactly what this is about. But mm-hmm. maybe I'm wrong because I'm projecting what I my judgment yeah. onto the situation. But I like reading for people I don't know. I do too. Because then it's easier to know if you're if you're hitting or not versus you know you don't know anything about this person. So yeah, yeah, that's the a less, better. The text. less you know, the better about right. somebody. I think, I think that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, even though it may be suggested that you don't read for yourself, many tarot readers do just that. So what is the best way to do this while keeping your objectivity intact? Below are just a few things that I have found that have helped me, but I don't um, necessarily advise that you. Read for yourself, but if you're going to, here are some things to try. Um, number one, tarot journal. I like to jot down in a notebook what my question is exactly the way I worded it when I did the reading, how many cards I pulled, and the result of my reading. First, keeping a journal allows me to see what cards continuously come up for me over and over again, and this tells me what I truly need to do to pay attention to. Second, I like to see how accurate my interpretation of the cards are. Did my prediction come true or was I way off? This gives me greater clarity into my own track record of predictions. And finally, I also like to record my readings so that I know exactly what the question is that I asked the cards in the first place. It is very easy to ask a question and then do a reading, then ask a very similar question and do a reading again and get completely new cards. That means something very different than your original spread because you actually asked a slightly different question. Mm-hmm. Knowing exactly what you asked will help the cards make more sense. So just track it. Just make very clear what you asked, what cards you got, were they accurate in, you know, in the future. But if you ask the same question over and over again and you slightly change it, you're going to get different cards. So number two, set your intention. 
what exactly is it that you would like to know? And sometimes people don't know. They're not sure what the question is. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it might be very obvious, but other times you just aren't sure. Um, so get very clear on that information that you seek. If you aren't exactly sure what that thing is, then I would suggest meditating for a bit before going forward with a reading. Get still and really in sync with yourself to see what comes up for you. Um, can you put your finger on exactly what it is you want to know? And once you get that figured out, then you move on to step three. Get clear on your question. Once you have an idea of what information you are truly trying to learn, then formulate your question. This is also tricky, so you want to play around with the wording of the question so it will elicit the exact answer you are looking for. So, for example, if you want to find out if the guy that you're interested in likes you back, then do not ask, will he call me for a date? as this doesn't really answer that question. If he likes you, he may just be looking for a one night stand or he's bored and he's looking for friendship or he isn't sure if he likes you but wants to take you out to see. Instead, try asking the question, what does he think of me? With a question like this, it is easier to understand what he truly does think of you. Or if he does ask you out, then you can ask, what are his intentions towards me at this point in time? This will let you know how he is thinking about you in the context of that evening. The point is get very clear about how to word the question so you can derive the exact answer that you want. Yeah, Does that's that so sense? important to get really the question is. right. Because it can really change things if you change mm-hmm. the question yourself. So step four, you'll determine your spread. Before you start your self-reading, decide how many cards you're going to pull or what spread you're going to use. This intention will help the tarot cards get into the correct order as you shuffle them. I keep my self-spreads incredibly simple. I usually just pull three cards. If I need more information, I'll pull a clarifying card or two. The number of cards or spread that you use is truly up to you. Some people will want to read with the Celtic cross spread every time, which is 10 cards, while others may just want to pull one card and move on. You just want to make sure you know how many cards you want before you begin so the tarot can sync with that intention. That's true. Yeah. Step five, ask for specific cards to help you find your answer. And this is one I've tried quite a few times. And I think I've talked about this before. Um, I will ask directly for specific cards to show up in a spread. If I do a reading on a new business venture, let's say, then I'll say, quote, if I get the nine of pentacles, then I know this business venture will be a success. It is amazing how many times I've tried this technique and I get the card I asked for. It's weird. You're a powerful manifester too. Thank you. So that might just be you being magical. (laughs) Well, and if you don't get the cards you requested, that's okay too. It just means that the cards you pulled are a better fit for the question than the cards you asked for perhaps. Mm -hmm. But let's go, let go of not getting the definitive card and just interpret what you pulled instead. But I do think asking for specific cards tells me a lot. Um, Number six, write it down and shuffle the question into the cards. Once you have set your intention, formulated your question, chosen how many cards you will pull and ask for specific cards for clarity. Then it's time to write all of it down in your tarot journal. Record this information will help you remember the exact wording of your question, exactly what cards you hope to pull for concrete answers. Once you have recorded this information, begin the shuffling process while thinking of your question. I take a long time to shuffle as I want to make sure I have thoroughly shuffled my intention and question into the cards. I also focus on the number of cards I intend to pull and the cards I have requested. Using my intuition, I typically stop shuffling when I feel it's right or when the cards stop flowing together easily. That is when I select the first three from the top of the deck and lay them down. While I'm shuffling, I do say a prayer. Mm -hmm. Uh, I ask my highest vibrational spirit guides, guardian angels, ancestors, and friends that have passed on 
to help give me the most give me the most accurate card for what I'm asking and help me to understand what it means. I say that prayer. And when I do that, I feel like it connects me stronger to higher self mm-hmm. and it helps me to know when to stop shuffling and pull cards because that really is the biggest trick with tarot, knowing when to stop shuffling and when to pull the cards. You've got to use your gut check for that. And do you cut the cards? I don't. But I, I know a lot do. of people do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like to shuffle them. And we've also talked about the fact that there's that chop shuffle that you can do where you take mm-hmm. um, groups of cards and you shuffle them in one the hand. The rifling. Instead of the rifling. I prefer rifling. I think you prefer rifling, but I know that a lot of tarot readers will just do that other method. I thought shuffling was where we actually shuffle and yeah. rifling is where you do the in one hand. Okay. I think I had it backwards. Or I had it backwards. Okay, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but you know what I mean. I know. But I do like to do like a, if you're playing 21 shuffling. Yeah. Because I feel like that mixes the cards up better. Me too. So number seven, lay the cards out and record your first impressions of the reading. When I lay the cards out, of course, I will first look to see if any of the requested cards came up for me. If not, I will look at the three cards together and have an immediate impression of what the message is for me. Sometimes it's not obvious to me and I'll ask for a clarifying card for which I will reshuffle the deck and then when I'm ready, I'll pull another card. I record what cards I drew as well as my first impressions, interpretations into my tarot journal. I do sometimes consult other tarot references for interpretation of the cards as I find that it helps to build my own impression of the cards and can change the way I see the reading. Whatever works for you in this fashion is what is key. And then finally, step eight, ask a tarot reading friend for confirmation. Finally, after you've done all the steps above and recorded your reading, I would call a tarot reading friend and ask for confirmation on your question. You certainly do not have to do this, but if you are still unsure of your objectivity in the reading, there is nothing wrong with seeking a second opinion, especially if it is a big, scary, emotional question. If you have a friend in the tarot community that you can ask, then I would do that. I would tell them what your exact question is, but you don't have to tell them what cards you pulled as if not to influence their own reading, or you could tell them what cards you pulled and how would they interpret them. Um, Ask if they can pull the same number. If they do a reading for you, ask if they can pull the same number of cards that you pulled and then see what they get. If they get the same cards or pull cards that have similar meanings to what you received, then you will know you're on the right track with your reading or just simply ask them to interpret the cards of what you pulled or, you know, see what happens. Yeah. So anyway, those are my tips for reading for yourself. Do you have anything that you would add to that, Carol? You know, it's, uh, I think it's a good topic to go over because, uh, I have always struggled with reading for myself. Yeah. And one of the tricks I have developed is checking in with my moods. So if I'm really anxious about the question I'm asking, uh, which if you're just doing daily readings for yourself just to have practice with the tarot, it's not a big deal. Um, But if you are actually really nervous or you're just really desperate with wanting to find an answer, really check in with your moods and you want to do it at different times of the day to see that you're getting an accurate reading. What I will do is I'll do it first thing in the morning when I'm rested. It doesn't work if you're really tired or you're really just stressed out or you're distracted. Um, I will do my spread that way. And then what I'll do is if I don't like the reading. (laughs) So this is where, you know, you're not objective, right? Because if you like the reading, you typically aren't going to do the spread again. But if you don't like the answers of what you're getting and it's saying something you really don't want to hear, um, go to bed, sleep on it, 
and then get up the same time in the morning and do do the same question with the same tarot deck and see if you get the same cards. If you get a completely different reading, that tells you that the first reading was probably not accurate. And you probably need to have a third reading to confirm which of the two spreads was accurate. And that is when I go to like a colleague like Holly. Right. Or I check in with um, maybe a third opinion from somebody else. Yep. Yeah. It's amazing how your desires and your wants will really influence how you interpret those cards. Yeah. So I, I liked all your... Um, My suggestions. Yeah. Your techniques for, you know, keeping a journal and everything. I think that's really important. Beginning. Cool. Definitely. Yo, so thank you. Good job. Yeah. Thank you. Well, it is July 4th. I don't know how many of you guys are listening right now, but happy 4th of July. Happy 4th of July. Thank you, Holly. That's a beautiful patriotic song. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to sing Star Spangled Banner, but apparently. <laughs> do it, Carol. Do it. That's just overdone right now, I think. <laughs> and condolences to all the animals who are going to be hiding under their bed. Oh, man. Uh, that's with right. the fireworks Fourth under July the table. July is least favorite animal holiday. Yeah, so the big news this time, this month, is south and north nodes are changing. Oh. The last 18 months, we've had them, the north node was in Taurus and the south node in Scorpio. So remember, the moon's nodes are not physical planets, but the points are called nodes because they're the intersection between the sun's path around Earth, called the ecliptic, and the sun's moon path around the Earth. So where they connect is called the noodle. Oh, I'm not sorry, not the noodle. <laughs> the, the noodle, the noodle points. The no I like I like the noodle better. <laughs> Let's call it the noodle. Let's change it up. In the credits, I have a link that goes in depth explaining with visual graphics because I know a lot of people love graphics yeah, these days. Sure. Visual, visual cues. <laughs> On your birth chart, it is represented by an image that looks like a set of headphones for the North Node and a reverse horseshoe to represent where the South Node is at. These nodes tell us what the next set of eclipses are going to be about in terms of faded or karmic themes for yourself and for humanity. Hmm. Many astrologers place great importance on the north and south nodes because they usher in the soul urges of what we are pursuing and at the same time letting go of in hmm. your birth chart. Okay. So the planets and stars will represent your personality and aspects of your potential for certain careers or wealth and what events might likely occur. The North Node and South Node are in opposite zodiac signs. So together they show where you're meant to release old cycles and embrace new paths for spiritual growth. The South Node can represent past lives or the area we are wanting to dissolve from attachments. It can also be the area that is just our natural comfort zone or habits and patterns that we just excel at. Um, like where we have our genetic gifts, our innate talents. And if you believe in past lives, it can also tell you what type of relationship karma we came to resolve. The North Node is what we are eager to learn, but not necessarily convinced that we can attain it. It's where we feel like we have imposter syndrome, where we are meant to pursue the attributes of the house where the North Node is transiting in order to achieve our highest purpose and soul growth or destiny. You may have heard the terms in Vedic astrology as Rahu and Ketu. Yes. So Rahu is called the dragon's head. And that is equal to your north node. So it's just a different way of saying north node. And K2, or the dragon's tail, is called the south node. So in July, starting around the 19th, we will usher in another 18-month cycle, this time with the positions of the lunar nodes, 
And that will have themes that will extend to the general collective populations of the world. The North Node will be in Aries. Mm. And the south, yes. Oh, God, you're learning, Holly. I'm so proud of you. And the south node in the sign of Libra. These themes will last until March of 2025. So we have not had this placement since 2006. Hmm. Think back to what might have been going on for you or for our world during midsummer of 2006. God, what was going on in mid six? I can't remember. I can't either. It was, well, the crash was in 08. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was working as a massage therapist that summer. I was. Well, if if it was as eventful as my memory, then we have <laughs> nothing to worry about. Yeah, it'll be boring. Don't but, worry about yeah. it, guys. So likely it's going to be stirring up some similar themes. The sign of Aries is ruled by Mars, which are both aggressive energies, helping us all to reach our lofty goals. And Libra is ruled by Venus. So expect the exit of harmony and balance and beauty. Uh, the exit? The exit. The dissolving of. This is coming into 2024? This is our, no, this year, starting around the 19th, and it will be um, a cycle for 18 months into March of 2025. Yeah. So that's an election year, Carol. I know. You're saying that harmony and balance is going to be exiting. Well, is it ever the case in an election year? (laughs) I mean, what you're describing to me is a shit show coming in 2024. Okay, well, I'm not making predictions here, but maybe. (laughs) I think you're right. I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to be upside down. We're going to have an alien attack. Oh, my God. We're going to have a crazy political situation. I'm going to buy a helmet. I'm going to get a baseball bat and just hide under the bed. Poor Aries. I'm you get such a bad rap. Curl up with my kitties and lock the doors. Well, as we all brace ourselves for the war drive, which unfortunately Mars and Aries is known for stirring up conflict, many of us personally will be walking our path alone Great. when this transit happens. Oh. So yes, expect divorce rates to soar no. among couples. Jeez. You might have already seen hints of this over the last 18 months. Which areas in your life that you are really needing a big transformation or where you just need to say goodbye? Um, Some of that will be with toxic friends, maybe family members. Others of you will be dissolving business partnerships and opting for self-employment. And Holly, like you brought up, we are in a political year. So things might get shaken up if war drums interrupt the campaigning. Are we foregoing an election? Astrologers are not going that far to suggest this will happen, but certainly bigger news is going to be on our minds. And what is foremost on the minds of people are demands for transparency and an end to corruption. Yeah, that'd be nice. I can't believe. Do you think they'll stop corruption if we just ask? I don't think so. I, I think we've. Hey, tr- can I've, we stop with the corruption? I think we've tried oh, sure. several different things and nothing's really working. <laughs> I can't believe, you know, what we've talked about with how much news uh, we've been hearing regarding alien disclosures and confessions mm, to mm. possible technology they've recovered. But there's also an element of unconventional partnerships being featured here. Mm-hmm. Um, so many long lasting relationships. So if you've been in a partnership and things seem to be doing OK, you might be figuring out a new way of relating. So it's not necessarily that you're going everybody's just saying bye bye to everyone, mm-hmm. but you're just figuring out a new way so that with everything going on, you can both get what you want out of your best life. Because I think there's going to be more division as far as aligning with principles and values and more of that. Probably. So, yeah. So the, the previous 18 months with the nodes in Taurus 
uh, North Node and Scorpio South Node. We're more about resources, our security, our financial matters, and the economy. Mm -hmm. Those were kind of the talking matters. And now um, with this new energy coming in, it's also going to add another layer. It's now going to be talking about putting our focus on alliances and partnerships and our freedom. We're all going to have more questions about which countries we should be friends or enemies with. We we all can't buy our goods from China and watch TikTok and then turn around and call them the evil enemies of America. If Let's the Chinese be careful, we're talking about TikTok and you know how wait, I feel about TikTok. I know. If I the, love it. I know. If the Chinese <laughs> government is truly a threat, then we do need to unwind ourselves from their economy, and that must include all business ties and trade. Otherwise, it makes no sense. You can't have it both ways. But I agree with you. I mean, where I really think we we really have to draw the line is eating Chinese food because that would be a bit too extreme. But <laughs> we all can agree on getting rid of the fireworks for 4th of July because, you know, China did invent the fireworks, didn't they? Well, didn't they? I believe so. Okay, yeah. So anyway, these topics are going to be debated hotly. And since we are a corporate-run country, expect more surprises with foreign ties to be revealed. I also think world organizations like the WHO, NATO, World Economic Forum, will come under scrutiny for how much influence they should be allowed over U.S. citizens. So these questions will be asked of our leaders. Like, what are your ties? What? How do you feel about this organization? We might also question why countries in Europe are wanting to engage in natural gas deals with Russia and at the same time expect NATO to protect them from Russia. It's the same thing. How can you want to be in business with your business partner at the same time terrified of them? Right. You know, it sounds like the Ozark series. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which really bummed me out how it ended. <laughs> but but let's let's all remember, you can't expect ties with the mafia which to country, give you riches and then at the same time give you restful sleep or happy endings. Which huh? country is Ruth representing? Because I will be friends with that country. <laughs> which which, Ruth from the Ozark. Oh yeah, I she's, love Ruth. She's the best. That's my favorite character. She's, she's so she tough. made that show. She did. I was so sad. I know. Well, okay, but we're not going to. Oh. Yeah, because people okay. that haven't seen it, but still, I would like to be in the I'm country sorry, that people. the Ruths are in. She was so badass. awesome. She she's was badass. so great. Yeah, I was so rooting for her. In personal matters, wherever Aries and Libra is placed in your chart and the house it resides in will bring up these themes and events in these areas for you. The lunar nodes also tell us what we can expect in terms of faded events that will happen to us during the eclipses over the next year and a half. And this next pair that's coming up, can you look that up on your computer? I think mm -hmm. it's in October. The next lunar eclipse? The next pair of eclipses, one's solar, one's lunar. They always come in pairs. So there, there are times in your life where you can't just always do whatever you want, right? We have obligations. We have to be responsible. But this month, there is a return to needing more passion. October 14th, 2023. Okay, that's when they start. So um, more passion, and it's, it's okay to add something more meaningful to our daily lives. So be kind to everyone out there who might just be a little bit more aggressive and vocal about needing to put their special stamp on something without running it by you first for an opinion or an approval. In work situations, this can cause some drama, but if you let that employee or your coworker take that lead when they don't usually take the lead, and then it creates a terrible dumpster fire for the company, well, at least they got what they want and 
probably they will get fired. But that's how people learn lessons, isn't it? No pain, no gain. <laughs> yeah. Do I right. remind you of the playground equipment we all had? Yes. You know, the hot slides. That's we right. learned our lessons. Yeah. That and you know what? We survived. And we're we survived. We're it. tougher. Yep. We don't wear skirts as much. Nope. And the other thing. The other unique thing happening this month is that the planet Venus turns retrograde in the sign of Leo. No, on July 22nd. And it stays like that for seven weeks. I'm crying because <laughs> Venus turns retrograde every 18 months, but it typically does this for just a couple weeks. So this is very unusual. Having it stay retrograde for seven weeks, that is a long transit. Does that mean the Leos are going to have an acne breakout? Because Yes. Okay, let me. Yes, yeah. let me. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go into that. Leo's my rising. <laughs> sign. So this is not good. Okay. The last one ended January 27th of 2022. So good news for the people who are in relationships and have already done a lot of work on their issues. So retrograde in Venus means revisiting the past, having a do-over to put some final touches on a subject before it's completely healed or finished. And we also know Venus rules issues of love, beauty, luxuries, comfort, peace, harmony, as well as daily comforts and abundance. Hmm. So retrograde might mean for some of us that we need to revisit issues in these areas. So hmm. it means going back, redoing something, you've missed something. Hmm. And Leo, because Leo's such a confident, inspiring sign, we will be um, probably rewarded in that area. Um, Leo will be courageous in asking for what they want. And it'll help us keep our dignity and respect while we're sorting out our desires. So the challenges in these areas will be resolved from the past. But one thing I was always told about Venus retrograde, mm. and I think you know this because you're smiling at me and you mentioned it, it is not a good time to try out any radical changes in your image. Okay. Yes. So new clothing styles are fine, but put off doing any like cosmetic procedures until like later this fall when the, I think I said it was seven weeks transit mm -hmm. is done. Uh, you don't want to do that. And you want to not go for dramatic hairstyles or anything that could get botched. Okay. You know, because know. It, no plastic surgery then. Yeah. And <laughs> because you probably won't like it unless you are going back to an old hairstyle you loved or revisiting an old procedure to do touch-up work, chances are strong you won't be happy with this new look. Mm. And that's fair warning to all. So this would include any remodeling, okay. design works, or attempts to beautify your pets. <laughs> don't beautify your pets. I'm not going to. You know, they do deserve baths, but don't go for the lion cut. When does this start again? The lion cut when was really bad. When does this retrograde start? Oh, July 22nd. By July 22nd? Yeah. So you have until July 22nd to get all your beautifying routines in. July 22nd. Um, Writing that down. And it stays like that for seven weeks. Seven weeks. Seven weeks. Jeez. Yeah. It's almost two months. Yeah. It's a long time to be July, putting off haircuts. August, September. <laughs> so you're looking at the last week of September before you can go back to your hairdresser. I know. Hmm, okay. Unless you're going back to an old style. Like if you I'm normally do have your normally stuff, do. then you're fine. Okay. Yeah, you're you're going to be fine. I won't have her shave my head this time then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing drastic. And that is my astro updates. Awesome, Carol. That was great. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. What do we want to read the cards on? Um, let's see. Should we read them on how everybody's 4th of July? Do a horror scope on how everybody's 4th of July is going to go? Yeah. Because, okay. um, you know, that'll probably be later tonight. 
And I know all you guys are listening right now. <laughs> You're going to want to see if we were accurate or not yeah. in our yeah. predictions. There you go. <laughs> Actually, we're these are more for fun than than accuracy, but no, <laughs> have fun. We'll start right now. Okay, we're coming back with um, the Aries. first three, uh, which are Aries, Taurus, and Gemini. We'll be okay. right back. Bye. All right, we're back. So, Carol, what uh, deck are you using? I'm using the one you used last time, Everyday Witch Tarot, art by Elizabeth Alba and deck by Deborah Blake. Excellent. What'd you get for Aries? The Lovers. Ooh. Ooh la, 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 la. Yeah, so you might be in the heat of love connection mm. today. Someone's getting lucky tonight. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, what'd you get? I got the Nine of Swords, <laughs> which is the exact opposite <laughs> of the Lovers. Um, and in this card, oh, and I'm using the Light Sears Tarot by Chris Ann, um, which is one of my favorite decks. Um, the Nine of Swords shows a woman crying, and there's a bunch of crows circling around her uh, bubber. So this tells me that, uh, Aries, you're going to be attacked by a murder of crows. Yes, you are. And there might be some good makeup sex afterwards while you're healing from your wounds. Good idea. All right, Taurus. Taurus, I got Temperance for you. Mm. Which um, kind of is like a kind of uh, not a great fun holiday for you. You're just kind of like blasé, boring. At least you won't get burned by you know the grill this year. You'll you'll be healed from uh, any you know blazing Protax. fires from hot dog roasting. Oh well, I got the opposite. I got ten of pentacles, which means you're having a family barbecue. I know, but we're not getting burned this time. Okay. All right. Well, there you go, Taurus. Have fun at your barbecue. Gemini? Eight of Wands. Okay. Eight of Wands. News. Incoming surprising events. Mm. Today. Aliens attack. Be prepared. I don't know, but it's got a bunch of flying wands in the air and like a Dorothy Toto outfit on with a tornado. I think there's going to be a windstorm that kind of puts a damper on your paper napkins so opt for the china plates <laughs> the heavier version well let's hope your fireworks don't get blown off course and into the woods what'd you get i got the page of pentacles which means you're gonna be playing frisbee golf good job oh good job all right the wind right will on. help with that bye we'll be right back with uh cancer leo virgo right back okay y'all set i'm all set what'd you get for cancer cancer like you're having a spiritual experience. Um, you're meditating on a 4th of July. What's a card? Uh, the Hierophant. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what you're doing. It's 4th <laughs> of July. And it's, you're like. It's not going to church day. It's patriotic day. Oh, maybe you're being feeling very. You you're know, going to a church event. In awe. It's a church event. Potluck. You must be going to a potluck at your church. Okay. Okay. Must be Lutheran. Like, what did you get? <laughs> I got the world, oh. which tells me you're going to a disco party and you're going to hula hoop. I think that's fabulous. Perfect. Okay. And then for Leo, what did you get? The six of swords. Dear God. Whoa. So you're leaving the party early. Yeah. Um, you're mm -hmm. moving somewhere. I think, you know, your celebration occurred by the water somewhere. And I think you're just like, I'm out of here. I'm tired. I'm going home. I agree. Early. I, oh, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Early evening cut short. And I got the moon, which also tells me you're going for a lake swim. Mm. And uh, you might find a dead body down there. Oh, okay. shit. Cool. What's That's a Virgo? What'd you get for Virgo? Virgo, I got the star card. Okay. And we know if if uh, Holly got it, you'd be spotting an alien yes. at the 4th of July show. Yes. But no, no. Your wish is coming true because you're wishing upon a star, not an alien ship. You're going to be at Good Disneyland job. wishing. I think you, you should be at Disneyland. Yeah. All right. 
Virgo, I got four pentacles, which tells me you're going to go shopping, but you're not going to buy anything. Oh, that's very good, Virgo. Way to be a good good steward of your money. We'll be right back with Libra, Scorpio, and Sagittarius. Yes, bye. Okay, we're back. What did you get for Libra? Oh, Libra, Libra. I am showing a card with the Ten of Cups in a family having a lovely picnic with a cat. You are actually going to have a delightful 4th of July. Just watch out for those picnic ants. What'd (laughs) you get? I got the Seven of Cups. I think you're going to a carnival and you're not going to be sure what you're going to want to eat. There's going to be too many things to choose from. Uh, you're just going to wander around looking at, do I get the cotton candy or the elephant ear or the Hawaiian shaven ice? I don't at least know. you have options. Yeah. Okay, All next. Right. Scorpio. Scorpio. Poor Scorpio. Did you host 4th of July this year at your house? Because <laughs> I'm showing um, a lot of burdens on you. I got the 10 of wands. Um, you're not having fun with carrying all the chairs to the event or whatever you're doing you're stop it you're gonna hurt your back that way <laughs> uh well scorpio i got the king of wands i think you're gonna burn down your neighbor's house oh please in- don't in- intentionally okay okay sagittarius sagittarius page of pen you're gonna get lost trying to get to the fourth of july event but you're okay with that because you found some freaking treasure along the way hmm. hey ross somebody dropped some money on the ground you're picking it up and you're happy about that. It's best uh, that you could hope for on the way to your relative's 4th of July celebration. Nice. Well, I got the Queen of Wands. So Sagittarius, I think you're going to your friend's house. She's going to either show you a magic trick or get you really high. And you guys are going to have a blast. Yeah. I think I think when you're high, you're going to probably find that money out back or like be digging for treasure or something. Perhaps. Something's going to happen. It's mystical and awesome. And involve money. We'll be right back with Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces. All right, and we're back. Capricorn, Carol, what do you got for us? Wow, Capricorn. Wow, what are you doing? You are basically spending the family's fortune on fireworks. Shame on you. You should not be spending your money that way. I got the Ten of Pentacles. (laughs) I know it makes you happy, and I know I said you should do what you want, but easy on the fireworks. What'd you get? I got the Empress. Um, Capricorn, I think you're spending this 4th of July with your mom. You're probably going to bake some stuff, maybe apple pies together. (laughs) And you're going to just have a good time with your mom because it's a good time for you to spend time with mom, apple pie, Bruce Springsteen on the speakers, that type of thing. Mom has money, obviously. Mom does have money. Okay, bye. Aquarius, what'd you get? Mm, The Nine of Cups. The Nine of Cups, and it shows somebody sitting and meditating by the ocean with a crab ready to bite her. So just beware of stranger danger on your 4th of July mm-hmm. event. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a serial killer in Oregon, so <laughs> oh, just do not- Probably more than one. Keep your wits about you. <laughs> yeah. What'd you get? Um, I got the magician. Um, Aquarius, I think you're good to get your car stolen. Okay. All Um, right. Next. (laughs) Pisces. Pisces. I got the king of pentacles for you. You are going to encounter a really wealthy businessman who on the 4th of July just thinks you're the cat's meow. And uh, he's going to offer you some cake. And in this case, I normally say don't ever accept cake or food from strangers, but this is a good man. Pisces, I got the two of pentacles. I think you're going to have an excruciating headache and you're going to want to go to bed early and uh, go home from whatever activity you're at. So I hope you feel better soon. You, yep. 
You will. All Once right, you the guys. firecrackers stop cracking. Yeah. <laughs> that is it for our horoscopes for this 4th of July. We hope you guys have a great time on the 4th or wherever, whatever country you might be listening from. <laughs> you probably doesn't mean that much to you for 4th of July, but you know. Uh, anyway, we will see you next week. Yes, and keep TikTok alive. Keep, keep it alive. <laughs> I don't know why I just said that. All right. Cut that, Josh. All right, okay. bye. bye. As the flames die down, do remain undaunted. Though all hitchhikers are ghosts and all dolls are definitely haunted. Hey guys, be sure to follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at Fireside Phantoms. If you have a spooky story you would like to share with us, send it to firesidephantoms at gmail.com and you may hear it on a future episode.